Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Parents Panel Podcast. My name is Jamejai, and I'll be your host. And I am joined by our panel of experts, Dreams Unlimited Travel agent, Hannah Anderson. Hello. I apologize. I got stuck on your name. <laughs> Dreams Unlimited <laughs> Travel agent, Emma Thompson. Hi, everyone. And our producer and Dreams Unlimited Travel all around gopher and good guy, Craig Williams. Oh, hi, hi. Thank you guys for joining me. Um, hopefully you had a chance to listen to our last show where we got to know both Hannah and Emma and hear about their families and what it's like to travel with the kids. And um, I also mentioned on that show something that I'm really excited about is that we have folks, the, our three folks today, all have kids within the same age range. So infants and toddlers. So they present their own challenges and um, ideas about what it's like to travel to Disney destinations. So I'm glad to have them here to share their their thoughts and ideas. Um, I'm going to start out with some of the questions we get an awful lot for uh, folks who are thinking about a vacation to Walt Disney World with kids about this age. And I'm going to start with Hannah. And the question is, when is it young, too young to bring your kids to Walt Disney World? I mean, after all, they don't remember stuff. So what's your advice if people say, when is it too young or what's the appropriate age to start bringing your kid to Disney destinations? Yeah, I, I think that's a great question because it's one that I hear from clients a lot. And I have to say before having our son Owen, I maybe would have said, oh, yeah, wait until they can remember or, you know, I mean, we love going to Disney so selfishly you know, we're, we want to go to, but, uh, I have to say after having him and having him in the parks at a very young age, um, I don't think there's a magic number for that. Um, and some of that is just that they change, um, so much and so often. So I know, you know, we were kind of nervous to take him into the parks when he was really little and, um, you know, we packed everything you could think of in the diaper bag and, uh, you know, we're just very prepared. And um, then it, you know, was actually surprisingly pretty easy, I would say. Um, you know, that was a, an age, um, you know, and he was just a couple months old and he would nap anywhere and was just kind of happy to be there and, and look at, you know, all the colors and the people. And um, so that was surprisingly um, easy, I would say. And then, you know, now with him being um, more in that toddler age range, um, it's different, right? Like he has um, more of a nap schedule and he doesn't nap as often. Um, he also, you know, has a temper tantrum every now and then. Um, but the flip side of all that is he is now um, very excited to uh, meet characters, to ride rides, like there are things that he actually points out and is excited about. So I think, you know, really for us, especially as a Disney family um, who, you know, we enjoyed going to the parks, going to Disney destinations, pre-having kids, it only makes it that much sweeter. So I I would say, you know, I, I don't think there's necessarily a magic time. I think, you know, whenever your family is looking to go or wants to go. Um, there's, you know, obviously it doesn't something for every age range. And um, I'm really appreciative 
being a local that we've got to, um, you know, have those dizzy moments in the park. Um, you know, and this isn't necessarily unique to being local, but just, you know, being able to get those, um, really sweet pictures of him on main street as a baby, or, um, I know Craig mentioned, um, in one of the shows getting the silhouette, um, done on main street, um, when they're little, that's something I always remember, um, first haircuts, um, first birthdays, all of those things. And, um, yeah, my, my hope and prayer is just that Owen grows up to be a Disney kid. I'm, uh, terrified that he's, um, only going to want to go to Legoland or something, (laughs) which would be fine. But, uh, you know, we've done all these really, um, what I think are cool Disney things and sentimental that I hope that one day um, when he's older, maybe has kids of his own, these will be um, precious memories to him or at least cool pictures. He can, you know, show his spouse or his kids one day. That's awesome. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be like, you know, if he wanted to grow up to be a different religion, what do you mean? Right. You want to go Universal? <laughs> Not Disney. I don't understand it. <laughs> Emma, what about you? Same thoughts about uh, minimum age to bring uh, kids. What is it a waste of money? Is it a waste of time? Oh, yeah. Well, well, we're not paying for them, right? So I wouldn't say it's a waste of money. Um, you know, you don't have to pay for a kid under two on an airplane. You don't have to pay for a kid under three in Disney World. Um, but I I would say there's there's no perfect age. There's They're all perfect ages. Everything changes, you know kids benefit from, from different things at different ages. I, I don't know. Every time we've traveled, even though traveling with kids is hard, I do find value in it. And I think that kids, um, kids learn from, from traveling, especially as they start to develop language skills. You know, I would always say to my husband, if we don't go to the beach, he's never going to learn the word for beach. You know, if we don't go to Disney world, he's never going to learn the word for figment, you know? So it's, it's all important. But, um, you know, I think it's just, it's, it's all those sweet memories for the whole family, you know, and maybe you have older kids and, you know, that younger one is still a baby or just a toddler. And you're wondering, you know, do I need to wait until the youngest one is, you know, three or four, but, you know, by that point, maybe your older one is, you know, kind of out of that sweet magical age where they want to go to the 50 Bobby boutique or, you know, whatever it might be. So I don't think that there is any, right or wrong age. And it's just, you know, whenever your family can make it happen. I love what you said about learning stuff, because I think that for kids, Disney can teach kids some sort of social lessons and some sort of Mm -hmm. life lessons. You know, again, I don't have kids, but we travel with nieces and nephews. And when they were younger, a great deal of it was what is the, the way to properly wait in a line? You know, no, you're, you're, you're tired and you're hot and you don't want to wait in this line. It's taking too long, but it taught them, listen, if you're willing to do this, then there's a reward at the end. So I think things like that, uh, how to deal with people who are different than you, who look different, who might have a different mobility than you do and things like that. You know, if you expose kids to more, they're going to be, have a broader background. So Mm -hmm. Craig, for you, Prior to taking or having Rory, did you think there was something a different idea about kids? Did you think it was like if you saw people who had kids who were too young, did you think, oh, that's too young to bring a kid? Or did you not really care about oh, that? No, I mean, 
if I have one regret, it's that uh, I've been in this job for so long that I've had enough time to put my foot in my mouth uh, with things that I've said over the years, because, you know, I, I had the narrative at one point in time of, nope, I'm, my first trip was when I was five years old and that's the right time because I have like vague memories, but you know, I know for, I I know for a fact that I can remember stuff and, you know, it's, I'm not going to bring a kid here that's younger than that because they're just not going to remember anything. And even if I have the memories, that's great. It's, it's uh, still a lot of money going into something that's just for me. And I don't want to be like that. And obviously that's not the case now at all. So that was one moment of a foot in the mouth. And I mean, then taking it even further and saying, you know, it's it, take your kids off the shoulders. They aren't they don't care about the fireworks. They're not going to remember it. Um, you know, I still don't know if I'm parades. I think they will. They get it. Um, something about that. Maybe fireworks, too, with the light. But uh, I, uh, you know, I'll still get irritated about kids on the shoulders. Uh, with fireworks, now, now but, six foot five um, Craig puts a kid on the shoulders. So I doesn't care about anybody behind him. I have put Rory on my shoulders a couple times and I'm like, people will hate me. I can never do this in a park uh, unless I'm just screwing around. I can't do it for a show or anything. So, uh, yeah, it's it's tough. The one thing I will say was uh, for us. And for most people, I would just recommend at least get that first round of of shots in your Mm -hmm. kid before you come like. There are some people out there who will say, you know, the baby gets the natural immunity from the parent. Well, if the parent's constantly sick all the time, then, you know, that's (laughs) they're not getting a lot of immunity there. But just in general, like it's, you know, you'll hear people say, well, take take the baby the minute it leaves the hospital. Just go straight to to Walt (laughs) Disney World from there, because you know what? They've got to they've got to get used to being out in the real world eventually. And. I mean, kudos to people that have the uh, tenacity to do that. That's not me. I saw someone a couple weeks ago uh, that the the baby had to be only two or three days old, and mm-hmm. they came oh, straight wow. to Magic Kingdom. And I just like That's it made cool. my skin crawl. Like that is, mm-hmm. it, it, and they didn't have any other kids, so I'm like, "That's your life. That's like that is your mm-hmm. new addition." And there is so much at risk there. Because, you know, not only, you know, yeah, you're safe driving in the car, but then depending on the transportation for how you got to Magic Kingdom from there, I I just think of every single variable. And I'm like, that's that's not me. But I mean, we saw we saw through the pandemic times just how easily illness passes around Mm -hmm. at Walt Disney World. So at least wait until you know, shots start happening and, and they're a little bit more protective, but at the end of the day, you know, your child best, I'm not going to tell you don't do it, but you know, I think you just did. I did. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I I get it. I understand what you're saying. We want to make sure that people are, are safe and, and being healthy for sure. But from an experiential standpoint, I think we've all learned this lesson as time goes by that it doesn't, it's not necessarily what the child will remember. It's about the memories you're making with that kid and mm-hmm. the pictures you're getting and the things like that. And you know, these kids are going to go back and look at these pictures one day and go, Oh, wasn't that great? I got to go to Disney world when I was an infant. So let's talk a little bit about, so what are the pluses of having kids your age going to Walt Disney world? You know, I know that there's a lot of challenges. And on the other show we talked about, 
overpacking and things like that that create a challenge. But what is the sort of the ideas that, you know, it's it's a good thing because you get sort of this sort of advantage of whatever it is. Um, Hannah, what do you say about that? Yeah, I, I know Emma uh, touched on it, but, you know, under three at Disney, they're free. So, um, like, we are going to one of the character meals this weekend, and it's great because, you know, Owen's at that age where he might eat some chicken nuggets. He might not, but I don't have to worry about it because we're not paying for him. And I'm going to eat chicken nuggets, so it's fine. Um, but also just, you know... Being able to take him to a character meal, have that experience, um, I, I think all that's really great. Um, also, as pass holders, it's you know nice being able to take them and and not have to pay for a ticket. Um, I also will say we we've kind of gotten used to Owen's schedule, and I like it. I um, <laughs> you know there's nothing wrong with taking a nap. There's nothing wrong with ending your day Amen, early. Sister. Yeah. So um, I have to say it's been really refreshing to, you know, be able to enjoy the parks, but um, more in a, hey, we're here to experience it, experience the moment instead of, you know, no, I, I need to have this snack and ride this ride. And it's more about, you know, OK, what let's see what he wants to do. Um, and just also that there is so much for him to do at Disney. Um we don't find that um, it's really changed um, what we enjoy about the parks, I guess I would say. I mean, because he's still able to, you know, ride most things and partake in most things. And um, so that's been really cool to just kind of, you know, get him to experience it with us, I guess. It's awesome. Emma, what about you? You have uh, things that just make it worthwhile to bring a kid uh, those age groups, infants and toddlers? Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, Disney is, is really baby friendly. I think, um, you know, maybe people don't realize that until they get there, but, you know, Disney, it has set up, you know, baby care centers in each park um, that really will help you. They will, you know, they, they offer anything that you might've forgotten um, that day. They have extra diapers, they have extra wipes, they have change of clothes, they have, you know, a nice air conditioned space where you can go and give your, your toddler a break. Um, they have nursing rooms and, um, you know, water for making bottles, just everything. Um, and, you know, I think people are also surprised just how much babies and toddlers can do at Disney World. You know, there are rides in every park that don't have height requirements where, you know, you can take your baby. I usually um, put my little baby in a baby carrier, um, but our toddler can ride with us as well. So, um, you know, I think it's just, it, it's it's different, sure, than just going with adults or with older kids. But, you know, it's, you're still making those sweet memories and you're just seeing everything through their eyes, um, which is which is a lot of fun. Do you find you get more attention um, with yeah. the, the, the Hugo mm-hmm. than you do with Owen? I think, I think the characters definitely give the babies a lot of attention. Um, they'll always play peekaboo with, with Hugo, you know, when we go to character meals and that kind of thing. Uh, it's funny because we'll walk in and we'll think that, you know, we're really there so that Ollie can, you know, meet Mickey. But, you know, he's a toddler. It's hit or miss. He might run away. He might want to say hello. It just depends on the day. 
But babies are generally, especially six, seven, eight month old baby are usually pretty smiley. They're usually pretty happy. So yeah, you might at least get that picture if you don't get your toddler in there. Um, on our most recent trip, when we went to see Mickey, Molly wasn't having it, but Hugo was there smiling, playing peekaboo with Mickey. So they definitely got a lot of attention. I know from, uh, I think from adults too. I know I, we walk around and we notice yeah. the kids and we love to see the kids playing with the characters or just, you know, splashing in a splash pad or something. It's, mm. it's, it's a lot of fun for us to watch that as well. Um, we talked about the fact that, you know, it's nice to bring the kids on the rides when there's no height restrictions, but let's talk a little bit about when you want to ride a ride. And we want to talk about the good old, I used to call it baby swap, but I believe in this day, yeah. it's probably not appropriate. People should not be swapping <laughs> babies. Um, but Ooh, the rider funny. swap, you know, when, when an adult wants to ride a ride and they've got a kid with them, the kid can't ride. How is Disney handling that these days? Yeah, so it's actually, um, I have to say the way that Disney has a rider swap to me is um, my favorite compared to some other uh, theme parks. But um, basically, you just go up to the front, um, speak to a cast member, um, you designate, okay, these are the parents who are riding first. These are the parents who are going to ride second. Um, And so uh, a parent will either go you know, if you if you don't have a lightning lane, um, you'll go through the standby line, ride the ride, um, get off, meet your family, and then the family gets to then um, go through the lightning lane line. Um, and what I like about that is um, you don't have to have your kids stand in line with you. So other than, you know, just going up to the entrance to the attraction you know, tapping in really quick on your magic band, I can then go, okay, we're going to go to baby care center and do diaper change, or we're going to go, you know, play on the playground. Um, So that's, that's really nice. Also selfishly for me, for somebody who doesn't always purchase lightning lanes, I always send my husband through. And so (laughs) then I get a lightning lane and maybe, you know, an ice cream cone or something while, uh, while he waits in line. So um, especially, I will say to you, it works to me great when you have a larger group. And so, you know, you can kind of have a meeting point. One group, like I said, goes to get a snack. The other one rides first. Um, one thing I would throw out there that um, we've kind of learned recently just with height requirements in um, rides, especially um, at that toddler age where it seems like they're growing every day, Um we found that Owen's um, pediatrician height is not the same as a Disney height. Um, so I guess because at the pediatrician, typically they lay down or they're squirming. And so um, we have had a couple of times where we're like, oh, he he's definitely 32 inches. And then we've gone up to measure him and and he was not. So um, just just keep that in mind if your child is close to any of those height requirements um, that, you know, it, it may not quite be the same when you're, you know, putting them up to that uh, height marker in the parks. Okay. There's also, there's also the way my husband and I like to do it where every trip that we take, there's always one night that we designate as the roller coaster night um, where we hire a babysitter and we go on every roller coaster in the park. Um, so that's also an option mm. if you don't want to do ride or switch. 
Talk about babysitting. Talk, let's talk about that for a little bit. Is um, are you using a specific company? Are you using Disney's? Mm-hmm. Tell me about how that so works. There are there are a few companies out there that specialize in um, either in park or in resort uh, childcare with Disney, but Disney specifically contracts with one company called Kids Night Out. Um, and we have been using Kids Night Out since Oliver's first visit when he was four months old. Um, and so we actually have used the same sitter every time, except for one time um, she wasn't available and we used someone else who was also great. Um, but the the woman who who sat for us that first visit when Oliver was four months old, um, we request her every time. She's um, She sat for us at a whole host of different resorts all over different properties. She's also come to Universal and sat for us there. Um, and then, um, we used a similar service out in Disneyland, but we, we just, you know, and everybody has different opinions on this. And obviously if you can bring grandparents, that's probably, you know, the best of all worlds, but, um, we don't always have grandparents with us. And we just feel that in order for a vacation to be a vacation, we need to have one, one date night out, um, where we, you know, can go out for dinner and ride all the roller coasters. Are you booking this? Are you having the hotel book it? You say you, re- you request the same woman, so I assume you're calling the company directly to get the baby. I do. Mm-hmm. I um, I asked for the recommendation that very first visit, um, and Disney put me in touch with Kids Night Out. I do think that if you wait until you are already on site and you go to the concierge, you know, at a deluxe resort, they would probably contact Kids Night Out for you, but. Um, I always call as soon as I have my dates, as soon as I book, you know, the Christmas party or, you know, at, we, we did uh, Mickey's Not So Scary this year. And when I booked those dates, you know, back in July, I, you know, called and said immediately, you know, I am, you know, I would like this date. I would like this sitter um, and, you know, got that booked. And they book out very far in advance, especially for race weekends. They're always, you know, booked out for race weekends. Um, they're available almost 24 hours a day, you know, depending on what events are happening at the parks. Um, so it's a great service. How much does it cost? What is the pricing run? Do you know off the top of your head? Um, I know that for two kids and it's, it's different, um, depending on like holiday pricing, they have special pricing for if, you know, if a, if a sit is starting later in the evening or early, early in the morning, like for one of those race weekends, if you ask them to come at 4am, they charge a little bit more. Um, but it's $30 an hour for two kids, um, in normal circumstances, you used to have to pay for their parking, but now that resort parking is free, you don't have to pay for that anymore. Um, so, yeah. And I can't remember what it is for one kid, but I know for two, it was $30 an hour. And do you tip them on top of that? Or does that include your gratuity? No, you usually tip tip your sitter. Generally, they say tip an extra hour, but, you know, that's kind of up to you. Excellent. All good information for folks who haven't done that yet and are wondering about that service that they provide. Have we missed anything that's sort of, you know, the the pluses? You know, we're going to go into challenges in a minute, but, um, you know, what is there for kids to do that's not kids of this age to do that are not rides and shows and attractions? You know, is there, do you just, you know, sit them on a bench and walk away and hope they're okay? You know, how do you entertain them? (laughs) I mean, they don't necessarily need a ton of entertaining. I I think Hannah kind of hit it best when she said, like, you'll have to start vacationing differently and the, the kids are going to slow you down. And that's 
a good thing. And yeah, you can do a night out where you do everything that you want or, you know, bring the grandparents and you have that flexibility. But really, like, even if you've been traveling to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, any place, and you you always love uh, the same traditions that you have, do it all over again. Like, you know, that that's great. But it's also very nice letting your entire style change because of a younger kid. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's harder for some people. Like for me, I'm, uh, I'm very happy rope dropping and closing out the parks at the end of the night. You cannot do that with a younger kid (laughs) and that's okay. It's, it's okay to see the parks in a different way. So I'd say just, just embrace it. Even if it goes against your personality, I will say like with that Disneyland trip, at no point in time did I feel like, you know, did I feel like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing enough. It just, your entire, your entire life just kind of changes with the kid and you don't, you don't put the same values on, on the cost of everything as much as, as you might before. So the same thing applies as you get older. You don't have to do everything. It's okay to spend a little more money to be comfortable. You know, that's that's a, a lesson I've learned. Um, I love to watch the kids in like the splash areas and like Moana, oh, yes. the Moana attraction. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys do? Are your kids into that, Emma? Is that something that they do quite a bit of or is that eh, we're not going to do that? Yes, definitely. Um, I was going to say, so I think just having an idea of where kids can get, especially once they become more mobile, starting to walk, you know, run, that kind of thing having an idea of where the kids can take a break, get the wriggles out, get out of the stroller. Um, so the splash pads are great, a great place. Um, there's the, the new one, the new Moana one in Epcot. Um, there's one in Fantasyland and Magic Kingdom as well. Um, so making sure you have maybe a change of clothes, a swim diaper, that kind of thing packed if you know that your kids will want to do that. Um, <laughs> there are also playgrounds in every park except for Hollywood Studios. Um, and, you know, there's also playgrounds in a lot of the resorts and you can find the locations for those um, in the My Disney Experience app, you can just search for playgrounds and show on map and it'll show you all the playgrounds all over the whole resort. Um, so having an idea in your head, maybe before a meltdown comes, you know, I know that my kids been sitting in the stroller for an hour. They're going to want to get out. Let's just see where the closest playground is, um, is a great idea. When you say playground, do you need, do you mean traditional slides and swings mm-hmm. and wow, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm impressed. Um, <laughs> did you you want to say something oh, else? I was I was just going to jump in and say really quick. So we um, love the new Moana attraction in Epcot. I think Owen could rope drop and close that one attraction down. <laughs> um, the one thing I would say about it is that, um, and it's funny we. Um, the Porter family was down recently and they um, hung out with us and um, we did the Moana attraction and they were like, we have to go, we, we need to go buy a beach towel because it is a, the, you know, obviously you don't have to get wet, but if you have kids, if you have toddlers, they are going to want to fully experience it. So I would recommend it is a great thing for kids, but on that day, you know, I, I would say pack a change of clothes, pack a swimsuit for them, bring a towel because it's it's a full-on uh splash pad so um that would be my my most recent tip but i mean kind of talking about that we're finding 
Epcot is becoming um, a great family park for us. Um, whereas I know that hasn't, you know, always had the reputation of being a, the, the family park, but because of Moana and um, the festivals usually have um, pop-up playgrounds, um, we're finding that that's a really good mix for our family to be able to walk around and experience things without having to, you know, wait in lines or um, ride attractions even. Yeah, I, I love watching the kids at the Moana attraction. I think that that's, it's so much fun, especially the much smaller kids. I love that they put stuff closer mm-hmm. to the ground. I know this is a silly thing to say, but the fact that yeah. they're within the reach of the kids makes all the difference in the world. So kudos to those Imagineers. All right, let's step a little bit into um, the challenges that folks face traveling with uh, infants and toddlers. What are some of the things that um, you want folks to know sort of help them have a better vacation? And I'll start with Hannah on this one. Any tips and tricks for, you know, just getting out of those challenges? Sure. I think, you know, planning, um, you know, utilizing, I mean, I'm going to give all of us a plug here. Using a travel agent, I definitely see even more value in that now, um, just because it's nice, I would say, and, and I did have this background, Disney knowledge, but I can't imagine, you know, the families that go to Disney are trying to figure out my Disney experience, lightning lanes, um, dining reservations, uh, transportation, all while you know, trying to, um, yeah, keep your kids happy, you know, get them to wait in lines, you know, ask the family, well, what do you want to do next? Um, I definitely see value in that now because I think, you know, especially if you are coming down for a, you know, annual vacation and every two years vacation, you want to uh, plan enough so that you can allow yourself time to enjoy it. Um, and I think that, you know, sometimes it's harder to do when maybe you're stressed about the money you're spending or the amount of time you're waiting in lines. Um, so I think as much um, pre-planning, the you know, as much asking for help as you can is, is important because, um, you know, inevitably you're going to have to divert to plan B to plan C, you know, like Emma mentioned, you know, you might have to change outfits two or three times and that's okay. Um, and just allowing those moments to happen where you, you know, spend two hours in a splash pad or watch a parade twice in one day. Um, I think those are really the moments where, um, yeah, you make memories and get to enjoy, you know, your kids and, and being a family. It's interesting because a lot of people say the same thing. Well, this is a vacation. Why do I have to plan so much for a vacation? Why do I have to put so much mm. effort into the planning? That takes all the fun out of it. That takes the spontaneity out of it. But you you can plan for those mm-hmm. downtime and you can plan for those moments. If you have your meals planned and you have your rides in advance and all those things, then you're actually building yourself uh, a place in your schedule to enjoy things and slow down. You know, just even for those of us without kids, you know, we love to sit on a bench and watch the mm-hmm. crowds and watch the, the, the parks come to life. So it's a great part of it. Um, Emma, what about you? Any specific challenges you want folks to know about and 
perhaps tips and tricks to help them overcome those challenges? Yeah, so I I get a lot of questions about transportation um, to the parks, from your resort to the parks, from the airport to the, to the resort. You know, um, how do I do this with a stroller? How do I do it with all the stuff that you have to bring, you know, when you have kids? Um, you know, the, the rain covers and the change of clothes and the snacks and the water bottles and the sunscreen, you know, it's a lot. And um, now that we have added our second kid, we are in the, the double stroller era. Um, which is, you know, it's, it's a lot. Um, so I think just being able to plan and, and to know in advance, you know, how am I going to get there? When do I have to fold this thing up? You know, you, the worst would be to, to pack up your stroller, get out of your resort, have everything, you know, shoved in all the nooks and crannies, both mm-hmm. kids locked in, get to your bus and find out, Oh, I have to fold it up. Um, so just kind of knowing in advance, um, I get a lot of clients, so that's their first question. Where can I stay where I don't have to fold up my stroller to get from my resort to my park? Um, and, of course, you know, the monorail resorts are great for that. Um, you don't have to fold even a double stroller on the monorail. Um, but you also, you can do that on the Skyliner for the most part. Um, any of those Skyliner resorts, which, you know, there's also a couple of value resorts there, Pop Century and Art of Animation um, on the Skyliner. So that's a great option, you know, for different budgets. I will say one caveat with that is um, you will have to fold up a side-by-side double stroller on the Skyliner. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to bring a an inline stroller where the kids are sitting like one in front of the other. You can bring that straight on, but you have to fold up the side-by-side. Um, the boat resorts also like Wilderness Lodge and Fort Wilderness, um, the, the larger boats, which is usually every other boat will accommodate a stroller where you don't have to fold it up. Um, so just having this, you know, in mind, your agent can help you with this. Um, but just knowing, you know, how am I going to get from point A to point B without a car seat, without, you know, folding everything up. Minivans also come in handy. Yes, they're very expensive. But, you know, depending on where you're going, it might be worth it for you to not have to bring car seats and rent a car if, you know, you know that for that one dining reservation at, you know, Riviera, when you're coming from, contemporary you can just take one minivan it comes with two car seats you know you're getting from point a to point b without worrying about taking multiple forms of disney transportation uh i'll give a little plug here for disneyland um we were just amazed by how easy it was to get around disneyland with two babies uh everything is walking Mm -hmm. there were no buses just being able to leave your resort and walk to both parks was absolutely incredible so if this is a concern Mm -hmm. for you and you do have babies and toddlers and you know this is your hang up is just you know how do i get all my stuff and my kids and they're having a meltdown and i want to take them out or maybe they fell asleep in the stroller and i don't want to take them out you know pack it up on the bus you don't have to worry about any of that in disneyland so that's also an option this is probably the biggest revelation for the folks who went to our asian education program this year out in disneyland who had never been they're all like, why didn't anybody tell us how easy it is to get around Disneyland? <laughs> it's incredible. The park, the fact that there's the esplanade between the two parks, easy to get around there from the hotels. You know, it's pretty much just a walk into the park. So, yeah, Disneyland definitely won uh, that conversation for sure. Well, everybody, thank you so much. You guys were great. This is a great conversation. I was going to say I hope you come back for another show, but I know you will come back for another show because I'm going to make you. <laughs> Um, this is absolutely wonderful. Uh, for those of you uh, who are listening and watching and might want to 
uh, work with either Hannah or Emma, you can write to them directly. We'll have their email addresses on the screen for you to send them an email, and they'd be happy to work with you. Um, <clears throat> kids, no kids, however you want to deal with them or what, <laughs> what your family dynamic is. Um, so please reach out to them and um, start a conversation about a future Disney vacation. I want to thank everybody for participating. You guys are great. I enjoyed this very much. I want to uh, thank everybody at home for listening and watching. We hope you have a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation with those kids.